0: This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey.
1: The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to the 1865 Match Report. Uh, we're recording the morning after Norwich beat Forest by two goals to nil. It was a fairly predictable result and a fairly predictable match, to be honest, with the Canaries dominating the game. Uh, Norwich had, of course, won their previous eight games and early goals from Timu Pukki... And uh, ex-red Kieran Dowell put them in pole position, you know, right from the first quarter of the match. Uh we're joined by Norwich fan Tyrone Bradford. Um Ty, thank you for joining us. Um is it normal for Norwich to come flying out of the blocks early on like, like they did last night?
0: Thanks for having me. Um I don't I don't think it's typical at all um to see um at goals as early as as we saw last night. Um, Certainly, Norwich have scored um, and taken the lead in in the first half, uh, increasingly so over the last few games, I'd say, as Sheffield Wednesday being a bit of an exception. But last night was something completely different. I've not seen Norwich be quite so dominant in the first half, and it really was a dominant performance. Um, the, The number of chances created... Uh, um, was, was above what I've seen uh, in, in previous uh, games during the first half. And, and I think the pace we played at was, was a much higher tempo than, than we've seen of late. It really did take the game to Forest. Those two early goals made it incredibly difficult for, for Forrest to go ahead and get anything back from it. Um, so yeah, a bit of a surprise, but from a Norwich fan's perspective,
1: Yeah, those two early goals really killed the game, Um, and you could tell which team's flying at the top of the league and which team's been in the doldrums for a while. Um, The Canaries goals both really, really good finishes, weren't they? Uh, Timo Pukki's on the top of his game, Kieran Dowell fighting for his place in the team, Uh, both really good finishes, although I don't think anyone would argue that uh, Norwich deserved those goals. Jordan Smith also had to make a really, really good save uh, to deny Kenny McLean. So, with that dominance and having got those two early goals, were you disappointed to have not scored more before half time?
0: Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, kind of, yes, and, and also not so much. The, the the two early goals were brilliant. And, and you're right, they were clinical finishes. Um, Puky's goal w- was excellent and Dal's and finish from outside the area was was spectacular. Um and when you get two early goals like that, it can be really easy to get your hopes up. And, and there's almost that expectation to to, to find more. And, and especially, as, as you say, w- w- with the performance we're putting in, the pressure we're putting Forest under in that first half and the chances we we're creating, th- there was almost that expectation that we, we may score more. Um, at the same time, uh, I have to say, I... I had expected it to be a close game. I wasn't expecting us to to score three, four goals against uh, Forest. Um, Chris Hewton's teams tend to be very well organised, and we saw more of that in the second half uh, as well. You know, Norwich are used to having possession, but that organisation that you see from Chris Hewton's team started to come into play. So, yeah, it was kind of disappointing, but... Um, I was also quite content to see us keep that that 2-0 lead and to keep a clean sheet.
1: You mentioned about Chris Hewton's reputation for organising his teams Um I know he's not the most popular man in Norfolk for whatever reason but um, yeah I mean the one thing you can say is he tends to get his teams into a style of play. Um, He's not actually that popular in Nottingham right now, to be perfectly honest. I think people have been a bit disappointed and and so uh, the more optimistic forest fans myself included are pointing out that at Brighton his first season was literally just damage limitation. Let's get through the season. so there's hope there for forest fans that actually, if we get through the season, then there you know there may be something better ahead. we hope um but also. Houghton did say in his post-match interview, we just didn't get close enough to, to, to Norwich in that first half. And Norwich are the best team in the division. Um, having said that, I mean, you've got to have been surprised that Forest just sat back and just let you attack, didn't they?
0: Unfortunately, yeah. And, and being completely honest, it, it did feel a bit like that during the first half, um, particularly during that first 20 minutes when it was almost like there was only one team who had actually turned up to play football. Um, I, I do think it settled a bit after that point. Um, and we saw Forrest start to find their feet. But I, I, I do think that maybe the intensity that Norwich came out with probably f- put Forrest off slightly. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not even just the the way we pass and move with the ball. if. If you actually look at the way that, and the energy that Norwich played with, um, from the front, um, it, it almost protected uh, our defence in that we were harrying and harassing for the ball um, when we lost possession and, and desperate to get it back. And I think that type of intensity was possibly unexpected. Um, and, and that really seemed to, to put a forest off their flow uh, and made it difficult for them to get into the game at all. From the point of view of, of Forest fans being unhappy at present, um, I, I can certainly see why. Um, and I, I think it's no no win in five games now. Um, and, and actually, if you remember the last time we spoke, no, you were once again on a, on a bit of a, a dry run, uh, struggling for goals at the time. Um, and it seems to be like that again. But once again, um, Forrest finding themselves up against teams who are vying for playoff places and, and vying for automatic promotion, and they're always going to be difficult to, to get um, points from. Uh, you are picking up points from the teams around you, and you're absolutely right about Chris Houghton in, in terms of he's come in, Forrest were in a bad position before, and he's essentially just trying to limit the damage done and make sure that forest have that championship um, place secure uh, ready to go for next season and that certainly seems to be the way what's going on at the moment.
1: Yeah I mean just on your first point you mentioned that intensity that Norwich came out with Um, and then it did settle down um, after that first sort 20-25 of minutes. And in fact, Forrest really should have had a goal back because uh, Ryan Yates had a free header from 12 yards out, possibly even less. And uh, as he has done most of the season, he's managed to not hit the target. Um, and then in the second half, yeah, we know that Norwich had more chances, but also in the second half, Forrest had a good half chance from Luke Freeman, which went just wide. And then Graben was through on goal and... It, this guy's just having a terrible, terrible season. I don't know if it's fitness. I don't know if it's something else going on. But he never looked likely to score. And he hasn't done for most of the season, to be honest. Um, so was that Norwich taking their foot off the gas? Or was that um, Forrest getting back into the match?
0: Absolutely. I, I do think Forrest came more into the game um, after that, that first 20, 25 minutes. Um, and I think having taken the 2-0 lead... Norwich did sit back a little bit. Uh, pundits will often say that a 2-0 lead is, is quite a, a dangerous lead to take. It can give you a a false confidence in the, in the results. Um, and certainly it did seem like having played so fast, having got those two early goals, Norwich seemed to to sit back a bit more. But yeah, Forest came into the game. They, they created some good chances, uh, particularly the grabbing opportunity. I... Like you, I can't quite put my tongue in it, but I do know that if you're a striker in confidence and and you're scoring regularly, that's a goal all day long. If you're struggling to find the back of the net and and that confidence isn't there, that is one of those opportunities which I don't know if it's mind games or what, but it's going to be one you're going to struggle to put away.
1: Going back to what you were saying just a minute ago, yeah, last time we spoke, you said Forrest will will escape relegation. Um, they'll probably be okay. Uh, at Carrow Road, Forest will probably play better and were were less lucky, whereas today I think it's fair to say that, that 2-0 was uh, flattering Norwich, if anything. Um, we are still looking over our shoulders, although uh, we're nine points off the relegation zone as it stands. Um, however, one of the topics of conversation on the uh, social media feeds has been, that, uh, you know what, Forest. every year, they seem to end up ripping it up and starting again. Last summer, we tried to keep a for a summer, but we signed 13 players and still made the squad worse than it was before. In contrast, this Norwich team is the product of three to four years building and patience. Uh, Farkas stayed in charge. His philosophy has stayed in charge. You've got a director of football who's kind of uh, running a tight ship and you're being very clever with transfers both in and out. Are there real lessons that other clubs, including Nottingham Forest, can learn from the Norwich way?
0: That's a... That's a really good question, Rish, and and one that's probably quite difficult to summarise in in the time we've got. Um, but for, from my point of view, uh, as a, as a Norwich fan, I I love the way we run our club. Um, if we go back to to last season, though, in the Premier League, and and you'll find this this within any club, there were a number of fans who who weren't happy with the way that Norwich went about their business last year. They saw the the lack of transfers and the lack of people we're bringing in as, as a lack of ambition within the club. I, I saw it as quite the opposite. I liked the fact that we were bringing through our younger players and there's been a huge amount of work that's gone in Uh, gone on at the club uh, to invest in our youth academy and to bring players through the club and to get them to bring them into the first team. And I think that's a fantastic philosophy for a club um, to do that. Um, so I never saw the the lack of big investments as as a lack of ambition. If anything, what we were doing was developing uh, our younger players and and having a real consistency and and developing a clear philosophy about the way we're going to play football, the way the club's going to be run overall, and being mindful of, of of the revenue that's required for 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 the larger um, purchases of, of of players and. I I think there is a real lesson here. I think if we look at the the fact that we've now got a team, you're right. It's, it's about three years. The best signings we made last summer weren't actually new signings at all. The best thing we did last summer was to hold off larger clubs who were trying to to um, make bids for for our younger players, the likes of Aarons and and Cantwell. We kept them in the team, and they're a core part of this setup now. They understand how this team plays football, they understand the way that Farker has this team playing, and and his vision for the way he wants us to play, and and that's great to see. I I think there is real value in in having that, and um, as I say, that's been this has been years worth of work, um so there's definitely not a lack of ambition that there is definitely an ambition to, to do things in a, in our way. And it is, it is great to see. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I like the fact we're not overstretching our budget. I like the fact that we're investing in youth and, and you can see the results coming through now through this season, not look in great form and and you can't honestly say that would be the case if we'd overstretched and purchased new players last year We, we would would possibly not be where we are now
1: thank you very much tyrone for that really comprehensive answer i mean it's one of those things whereby you know you cannot underestimate any part of that strategy uh the strategy in terms of signing players and who who stays and who goes also it's you know from where i'm sat You know, Todd Cantwell probably did have a bit of a mar earlier in the season because he wanted to move to the Premier League. But keeping the manager in place and reminding him of the club's philosophy means that, you know, he got over it. He's back in the team, and he knows his best chance of playing in the Premier League is in a yellow shirt next season. So of course he's loving his football. Um, Just as importantly, I think knowing about when to let players go. So Ben Godfrey's gone. It's been a good move for all parties. Godfrey's playing in the Premier League. You've got Ben Gibson in, who's uh, you know as 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 good a championship defender as you could wish to have so i think you make a lot of important points there and ones that i think a lot of forest fans probably need to be reminded of those who are chasing instant success just finally um, and once again thank you for joining us but just finally do you think norwich are going to hit the magical 100 point mark before the season is over
0: just just addressing your your first point really quickly um, I do think that's a message that not just Forest fans, not just Norwich fans, that there's fans at clubs across the country that that need to hear that. And and if we do look at Norwich this season, I, th- I think the results speak for themselves about the importance of, of having that consistency, uh, not just in your manager, but in your team and your players as well. And, and we can see um, that investment Uh, that's gone into the club from from youth to that belief in the manager we can see that coming to fruition this season um i i never like to commit myself to these type of things and i'd I'd love to see norwich reach those magical three figures um and certainly with the form we're in i don't think anyone will put it past us at the moment We're, we're playing such good football um but I want to evade that one.
1: And thank you to Tyrone Bradford once again for joining us. Uh, We'll be back with a report after the Brentford match. Uh, Stay tuned to your feed and thank you for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.